Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. I had like no confidence for the longest time because I was like, I want people to see me, but they're not going to see me because I have acne. So Mm -hmm. my confidence was shot during that time. Like I lived in my room. I never left my room. I would either be crying or sleeping. Like I was highly depressed. My parents, I think at one time, they just recently told me this, were going to send me to a therapist because they were like, she's so in her head. Like she's going to like, not that I was suicidal, but that I was so engulfed in this skin problem that I was, I I couldn't get out of my head. Welcome to the Healing Uncensored podcast. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a health and mindset coach for women with autoimmune disease just like you. I absolutely love helping you tap into your self-healing power, uncover the energetic side of healing, and release limiting beliefs around your body and your life. Think of this podcast as everything you wouldn't hear at your doctor's office. It's a place for empowered souls to move beyond food and heal themselves on a soul level. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Now let's begin. Hi tribe, today I am interviewing Haley Ferretti, holistic skin health specialist. I love this conversation I had with Haley because it hit so close to home. Bumps on my face, rashes on my hands, dark pigment on my forehead, all of these things have held me back from doing the things that I love in my life. And in fact, my anxiety often manifests as skin picking, a variation of anxiety disorder called excoriation. So I was thrilled to have someone like Haley on the show And if you check out her Instagram, you'll see that Haley doesn't just talk the talk. She's been through her own amazing skin healing journey. Today, you'll hear us discuss not just how your skin is affected by external things, like what you put on your face, but also how it's an inside job. I can't wait for you to listen and learn from Haley today. Let's dive in so we can all have more glowing skin and radiating confidence. Hi, Haley. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited. I am so excited to have you. I am pretty obsessed with skin health because of my own issues and struggle with having clear and and even skin tone and have struggled with a lot of things that we can dive into today. But I love uh, just starting with getting to know you better. And if you could just tell the audience a little bit of what inspires you to become a holistic skin health specialist in your own process, your own journey. Yeah. So I struggled with skin for about probably through middle school. It was like mild. It was there. 
Um, no one in my school seemed to have acne. It just seemed to affect me, it felt like. So mm -hmm. I had a middle school. I went through high school. High school was okay. had acne still um, and was getting progressively worse. So around um, freshman year, I remember my mom taking to see me taking me to see my first dermatologist. And mm -hmm. that was pretty cool. I was like, yay, they're going to heal my skin. I'm going to be done with this crap. Yeah. And yeah, it didn't really go that way. Uh, so <laughs> for years, I'd be in and out of dermatologist's office. Um, probably about every couple of weeks, I'd go back, get more creams, go back, get more antibiotics. Uh, I remember one specific time she gave me this type of medication where she's like, if you take it too long, your skin's going to turn blue. And like, I remember thinking in the back of my head, like, what is she talking about? Like, why could she, how could she prescribe something like this? Right. Uh, <laughs> it was like freaking crazy. Yeah. Um, so then, it, then I left high school and right around when I turned 19, I was old for my age. So I turned 19 my freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember her, I remember going back into her office because my skin had literally erupted. Like I had acne covering my entire shoulders, my back, my chest, all over my face. And they were not just like, acne anymore. It was like the deep cyst. And I was like, this is painful. I can't do this. I'm in college now. I don't know any of these people. I look like a monster. How am I going to make any friends? It was just, it was a lot of things all at once and probably stress had a lot to do with it, but it was just a lot all at once. I remember going back into her office and being like, give me something like what is causing my acne? What is going on? And she's like, well, you're going to have acne forever. She's like, you can only, you just got to take X, Y, and Z and continue to take them. And I'm like, I'm sick and tired of taking X, Y, and Z. Like, yeah. it's not giving me anything. Like I had all the reactions, like the skin sensitivity, the stomach upset, the, I was getting nauseous. I was throwing up. Like this medication is not doing anything good for my skin. And, like mm -hmm. not, it was not helping me at all. So I remember crying in her office. She was being like, there's nothing you can tell me that is causing my acne. She's like, no, you, you, it's just genetics. You're going to have acne. And I'm like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I was like, all right, well, it's nice talking to you again today. I'm never coming back. Uh, I'm going to figure this out by myself. Yeah, I literally laughed. I was like in tears, a big hot mess. I remember walking through, the, walking through the office being like puddles running down my face and people are looking at me like, what just happened to that girl? But I laughed and I was like, I'm never going back in there. And from that day forward, I took my health into my own hands and I've been on this crazy skin healing journey ever since. Mm -hmm. How did your your skin issues kind of manifest? You said it was kind of like all over, but was it also any who are specific on your face or anything? So yeah, my acne, think, now it's really hard to think back of where it was, but it covered my entire face. So like, okay. I think growing up, it was like more around my temples and like the sides of my face. It was never really on my cheeks, but when I turned 19 is when it coated my entire, like everything, jaw, line, chin, like places I had never seen acne before. I had decided to show yeah. up there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it can be really challenging. So I, I was kind of the opposite. So as a teenager, I had no acne, like I had very clear skin and except for, I would have, my mom called it my stress detector. Literally <laughs> I would get like a little third eye pimple every time I was like really stressed out. By oh, school. I love that. And it would just like pop out, but then it would go away. And like, it was not the end of the world. It was like one little zit, right? Yeah. Then in my like early, early twenties, I'd say maybe around like 22, 23 after college was all of a sudden when my skin just started freaking the F out, <laughs> I had all these stomach issues as well. Yeah. It was cystic acne, just like you described where it started just like as like little pimples or zits, uh -huh. but then all of a sudden my whole face was like inflamed. I had like literally open wounds on my face, had, um, what do you call it? Keratosis on my arms, yep. like, like little white bumps. I know a lot of, which are super like, who wants that on the back of your arms? And like, no one wants that either. No, especially when you're like dating, you know, like, Ooh, let me cover my entire body. I'll just wear yes. a bag. Yeah. It can be really challenging. And so I was having, yeah, a lot of that in my early twenties and it, it, it really didn't discriminate on my face. It was pretty much all over. Um, and then I, around that time, also developed melasma, which for people who oh, don't wow. know, the dark pigmentation. Uh, and so I have that um, around my eyes, a lot on my forehead kind of speckled. It's mostly on my face and in those regions. Then uh, after I was diagnosed with celiac disease, which at the time I also, same, same period as being diagnosed with celiac, had 
like literally like bloody eczema all over my hands and arms. Girl, you had, you were like, your body was screaming at you. Like, it was sending me a message, which I think we're going to get to here, yes. but I wasn't listening. Right. Yeah. Like I was just like, Oh, you know, go to the dermatologist, take the, the antibiotics. Yeah. I had a staph infection. So that, <laughs> yeah. You are like, Holy smokes. You look, I can't imagine what you look like. Cause you are like beautiful right now. Oh, like I can't imagine you. what you what were going through. At it time. was it was mortifying. It was, it, I, it took a huge hit to my self-confidence. And then, so after celiac, the eczema, all of that, a lot of it, you know, did start to clear up when I changed my diet, but then I developed vitiligo. So vitiligo is actually autoimmune and you lose the pigmentation in your skin. So now I have a combination of melasma and vitiligo, mostly on my forehead, but I get a little bit of the vitiligo and other patches on my face, but it hasn't presented itself anywhere else in my body. Like a lot of people will get it on their hands. Um, face is pretty common as well. So I feel you as far as the skin <laughs> struggles. For and sure. I, I want to ask you a little bit about, because during the, my early to mid twenties and only in the past few years that I really, at least I still have to really um, be careful and mindful of skin health as far as the pigmentation, both the light and the dark. And I, I will forever to some extent. Um, but the acne really has cleared up for me. However, during that time, I mean, I, I didn't go out with my friends because of my face. I didn't go on dates because of my face. I didn't go on live video because of my face, you know? So many things I feel like it was holding me back from. So yeah. can you relate to that? And can you speak to a little bit about how it affects your self-confidence? Oh, yeah. So I have thankfully have been with my boyfriend since like really, really young. We were like in eighth grade when we started dating. Oh, my God. <laughs> so when he, went away, yeah, when he went away to school that's when my self-esteem really took a hit. So I was stressed because he was leaving. I was stressed because I was going to school. And then on top of this, I had all this acne. Mm -hmm. um, and he was away at school meeting all these cool people. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go up and visit. And I'm going to look like that ugly, gross girl that he's dating. Like, I can't go see him. Like, he, like I can't go see him like this. Like, I was so self-conscious. So I remember caking on makeup and everything. And I am not a makeup person. I do not like to wear makeup. I do not know how to put on makeup. It was just super <laughs> uncomfortable. And I remember making like the hour and a half drive. And I'm just like, this is, I can feel it on my face. And I'm like crying. I'm like, I don't want to go see him like this. I'm super uncomfortable. Granted, he loved me no matter what. I didn't care what I looked like. But I guess I didn't want to like go in front of people I didn't know as this monster like creature. Like that's what I felt like. I felt like this monster. Like what are these craters all over my face? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm getting like really sick about it. Just thinking about like how, how awful it was. Um, mm -hmm. And I wish I had like better confidence back then to be like, I don't care what anyone thinks. Like now I don't care. Obviously mm -hmm. I'm in, I'm in a sports world right now with my hair up. We're both like, in, in yeah. our little like Miley <laughs> little buns. buns. Yeah. <laughs> no makeup. Um, yeah. With zero makeup on. So everyone knows we don't wear makeup now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I had like no confidence for the longest time because I was like, I want people to see me, but they're not going to see me because I have acne. So mm -hmm. my confidence was shot during that time. Like I lived in my room. I never left my room. I would either be crying or sleeping. Like I was highly depressed. My parents, I think at one time, they just recently told me this, were going to send me to a therapist because they were like, she's so in her head. Like she's going to like, not that I was suicidal, but that I was so engulfed in this skin problem that I was, I couldn't, I couldn't get out of my head. Yeah. 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 So it was just a whole mess of things. I like just thinking about it makes me so sad for myself mm -hmm. back then. Like I wish I could go hug her and be like, everything's going to be okay. You're beautiful. Yeah. I, I resonate with that too, where it's, and I think we're our own worst critic, right? It, but like that saying goes yeah, and that we, we see like these little spots on our face or wherever it is on your body as this giant protruding thing that is sometimes actually not nearly as bad as we make it out. Yeah. Everything looks so much bigger to our own eyes. Like we just see things and it looks so awful. And then someone, if you ask someone, they'd be like, Oh, I didn't even know you had a mark on your face. Or I didn't even know that was like, they don't see that. They see that you. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they see you like, yeah. yeah. Well, the people that you're supposed to have in your life see you. They don't see your mm -hmm. acne. So if any of the women listening uh, are struggling with acne right now, what is, what is maybe the first thing that you would have them focus on as far as 
the emotional side goes because obviously getting to the root of it is going to take a little bit longer. So in order for them to feel confident in their skin right away, what, what would you, where would you start that conversation? So a lot of things I do with my clients right now is I have them set reminders on their phone. So like just things that pop up on their phone that read, I am beautiful. And then I have them repeat that to themselves like three times. Mm-hmm. So they can actually feel the emotion. Like, yeah, you can see, you can read, oh, I feel beautiful. No, I want you to actually feel the, the emotion so that you can like, so your body knows that you feel beautiful. So mm-hmm. making reminders on your phone, having sticky notes on your mirror, Mm-hmm. Um, doing like nightly routines where you're laying in bed and actually visualizing how you want to look. So it's really hard to visualize when you have a reflection looking back at you and you can see the acne, but it's yeah. way easier to visualize when you're laying in bed and you're like, wow, I have all these beautiful, I have such beautiful skin. My skin is glowing. And you can actually picture how your skin is supposed to look. It mm-hmm. really helps you get out of that like self-hatred mode where you're like, oh, I am beautiful. Like just really helps you get into that embrace, embrace your like feminine and to really feel yourself. That's yeah, kind of what I do with my that. clients. I've done the sticky notes on the mirror before. <laughs> I'm also a picker. I fully admit it. I, it's, I think the inner perfectionist in me it is, a, is a monster and she comes out and she just like, oh, let me grab that for you. Let me get that for yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I would put sticky notes in my mirror to try to remind myself not to do that, but also to then affirm, you know, you're beautiful. And then at one point, um, I w- I, same as you, I was feeling just so down on myself because of my skin. And I had like a little, I don't even, I didn't officially call it anything, but it was kind of like a skin journal where I would just right? So I I guess I I wasn't really visualizing it, but similar to what you said, where I'd be like, I have uh, beautiful skin. My skin is glowing. You're manifesting it. Yeah. yeah. You're actually telling, telling your body, this is what I want. I do this with my clients sometimes too. I have them set a date, like Mm -hmm. put a date three months out, four months out on the date you want to have clear skin. And I want you to actually feel that feeling of having clear skin every single day until that date. And like, it's actually possible, right? Yeah. Because when you get so stuck in this, like, uh, cycle, yeah. you know, it's like, you, you can't even imagine yourself not, you, you don't want to have it, but you also can't imagine yourself without it. Yeah. You're like, it's your crutch almost like, oh, if I have it, then it actually means I have to go out and live my life. Like, and I have to be social. Like, it's a really hard, it's a scary barrier. You're like, mm-hmm. I have to change everything the second it's a really, it's a mind hack. Like, whoa, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I study a lot of the emotional root of illness and I talk about that a lot to my community. And when I've, I've studied a little bit of the emotional root of skin issues and a lot of what I've read is that it, it, first of all, our skin's always sending us a message and also that um, it it can in some ways be like someone's getting underneath your skin, like literally. Yeah. Um, But also our skin is our, our large just organ and how we how we communicate and touch and interact with our surroundings and the world and people uh, in in this human body. And so, can you talk a little bit about what are some of the roots to skin issues? Like, what is under the skin? What are the messages that are trying to get through when we get a breakout or we get, um, you know, some of the women in my community have psoriasis or eczema? What does this all mean? So a lot of the things, so how I break it down is I'll have my clients send me pictures of their skin and depending on where they're breaking out or where they're having these uh, patches of eczema or psoriasis, your body is made up of all these different meridians uh, based in Chinese medicine, if anyone is familiar. So you have pinpoints all over your body of certain areas where your body communicates to you via certain organs. So if you are breaking out in a certain part of your face or a certain part of your back or a certain part of your arm, your body is literally saying, this is the organ it's connected to. And this is why I'm going to send, this is how I'm going to send you a message. So mm-hmm. if you are super in tune with all that Chinese medicine, all the, all the things, how your body is connected through meridians, it's really easy to pinpoint like, oh, your, your liver is super irritated right now. Like it's really, really slow and it's not processing all the toxins correctly. Oh, your lymphatic system is not moving at all. Like we got to get that moving mm-hmm. or like even your spleen, like there's so many different organs it could be. And Honestly, when you have a skin condition, all of them are affected and they all are taking on extra weight because of one organ or because of two organs. And they all are, all are trying to team together. Yeah. (laughs) This is going on. And so your body's just this one big, like, 
all right, well, I'll help your liver out for a little bit and then I'll help your, your kidneys out for a little bit, but you know what? I'm going to keep sending you these messages until you help me out so I can actually heal. Yeah. It's just like a, it's a, it could be a bunch of different things or it could be just one thing, Uh but it's all your, it's just your organs. Your organs literally communicate you, communicate with you. And it's so incredible. Like once you embrace that, that your body is physically talking to you, like that is so awesome. Not everyone has, I mean, everyone has ways that their body communicates to you, but your body is communicating through your skin, like love your body, give yourself a big hug right now and be like, thank you. Cause this is the, this is the sign you were looking for. Yeah. It's, it's, it can be seen as empowering, right? Where instead of thinking our body is fighting us or against us or trying to make us antisocial, <laughs> instead it is sending us a message on how to heal. Yeah. So can you give like at least like one or two specific examples as far as like, okay, so if I had like a jawline acne, um, what, w- what would that indicate? So for me, so like people go back and forth on jawline acne, um, whether it's hormonal or things like that. To me, hormonal acne um, is a little bit deeper than just surface level. So a lot of people are like, oh, I'm breaking out my jawline. It's definitely hormonal. Mm-hmm. Could be, definitely could be. But if, you're, if your hormones are out of whack, you probably have something to do with your liver and colon that aren't processing and aren't detoxifying correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other reason you could be breaking out on your jawline could be your lymphatic system. So your lymphatic system, you have lymph nodes all down your jawline, all around your ears, your armpits, you have lymph nodes everywhere. And one of the main areas you have lymph nodes is along your jawline. So if you are using heavy toxic um, products like makeup or even facial products yeah. that are weighing down your lymphatic system, it's going to show up through your, well, everything's, so everything's connected. So it's going to show up in your lymphatic system. It's going to show up in your hormones. It's going to show up in your liver. It's going to show up in your colon. So mm-hmm. one big like concoction, concoctional mess. So if you are breaking out on your jaw, um, definitely look at your products that you're using. Definitely look at um, anything you're putting on your face, things that you're eating. It's really, everything comes back to like what, what we're supposed to be putting on your skin should be like very minimal, very organic, very like non-toxic. If you're mm-hmm. using toxic products, you probably should start limiting all that kind of stuff. Um, If you're breaking out around your temples, that's typically a sign of your liver. Same with if you're breaking out on your um, your eyebrows, typically liver. Um, And then if you're breaking out in the corners of your mouth, um, that's a really big indicator to me that your colon could be uh, Mm -hmm. not processing toxins correctly. What about my stress detector in high school? (laughs) I love my forehead. (laughs) Uh, So for me, a lot of the forehead things has to do with gallbladder or water consumption. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I never drink water. Like yeah. ever. I, I was <laughs> so bad. Like I would go, I, I mean, I've got water and like other sources, like food. Juice. <laughs> That's <But> awesome. <laughs> I ate a very processed diet when I was oh, yeah. yeah. My favorite foods in high school are probably macaroni and cheese, uh, yeah. the big chocolate chip cookies that were in our cafeteria and like oily, oily French fries. Like, yeah. oh, it just makes me happy thinking about it. <laughs> Like, oh, all that good stuff. No, it's horrible for you. you can yeah, it showed up on your skin, right? Yeah. I, the years I, and years of damage, yeah. Sugar cookie every day at lunch in high school with a turkey sandwich. Not too bad, but like, then I would come home and eat a chocolate donut, so. Yeah, the thing, I look back and I'm like, wow, I like am the complete opposite of how I was in high school, which is oh, fine. Yeah. You can, there's always room to grow, but I'm like, yeah, oh, right. I was like. Ooh, I did not eat well in high school. <laughs> no, I know. It's crazy. I'm like, I could have had so much more energy if I was yeah, eating differently. I, didn't, I shouldn't have to take 10 naps today. I should have been yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I recently, um, have you ever heard of muscle testing? Like yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I use that a lot in my coaching and in my personal healing. And I did muscle testing for the first time probably two or maybe a little bit more than two years ago. And uh, the, one of the first things I ever asked when I was learning muscle testing was about my skin because it was my major pain point. It was the thing that was on the, literally on the surface and it was, it was really bothering me. And so I muscle tested to try to figure out what was causing inflammation in my skin. And more specifically at that sp- time in my life, I had kind of like this cheekbone, like between my jaw and my cheekbone acne, okay. so like right around that yeah. mouth line. And um, it turned out that it was eggs. And oh, 
cool. So I, I muscle tested, found I had a, a sensitivity to eggs, cut eggs out of my diet, and, and it didn't completely disappear, but I mean like 75% better. <laughs> You're um, like, hell yeah. <laughs> yes, I was so excited. And then I used muscle testing for everything after that. <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah, I just started doing, um, I was just on a retreat, and we did a lot of things with Qigong and yeah. Um, testing and stuff. And one of the things they did with muscle testing was for emotional testing, like see where you have emotional blocks. So you can do it with food and you can also do it with like emotional blockage too. So yep, it's super cool. I love that. Yeah. And I think you, you know, what you were talking about before is so important for people to know is that, you know, maybe, maybe it's one, one root, one thing, but then even if it is just one thing, it can affect multiple parts of your body. So you were saying like the jawline, okay, well, lymph, liver, like there's so yeah. much there's so much to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about, um, our lymph and our liver are both part of our detoxification pathways and processes in our body. Can you talk a little bit about how to detox the importance of detox in skin health? Yeah. So I'm like a crazy person with detoxing. Like I think detoxing needs to be a part of everyday life. Like, uh, probably a hundred years ago, people were detoxing regularly. And then as the years went on, we, as a culture, as in almost across the world, everyone has forgotten how to detox or the importance of detoxing. Mm -hmm. uh, so we live in a world that is, I'm sure all your listeners know, that is super, super toxic. Like the water we drink, the food we eat, the air we breathe is not super, super healthy. <laughs> it's not just food. I think that's really important point. Yeah. Maybe not everyone listening does realize that, yeah, you can cut out, um, you know, foods that are, are, are covered in pesticides or processed, but like you just said, it's also the air we breathe. It's in our bed sheets and our, our beds. Our Things mattress. you lay on your clothes. Like yeah. it's everywhere. And unless you're super, super aware of it, it's hard to get everything out. And I'm not telling all of your listeners to throw their house away. <laughs> like, please don't. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Um, but take it step by step. Like look at, obviously look at the air you're breathing. See if the, the air quality in your area is actually breathable. Um, mm -hmm. Look at the water you're drinking. How many chemicals are in your water? Like I was just telling one of my clients, like there's a lot of chemicals that you and pesticides and prescriptions that you have no idea that in your water, if you're drinking tap water, I'm a huge proponent to get off of tap water. So if you're drinking tap water right now, uh, I look into a filter. Um, they're Do you, you recommend at all? Or are there yeah, I, yeah, I really like my Berkey filter. It's, I've used it for two years now. I know there's, there's better and worse ones, but Berkey seems to be a good price point for a lot of my clients. Yeah. You have it on your counter and it, it, you can do it. You can clean your water from the river, like, <laughs> or from anything. Like it's so awesome. Um, yeah. It makes it drinkable. Clean yeah. over, I want to say like 280 contaminants and all that kind of stuff. It makes it actual drinking water because you don't want to be drinking chemicals. It's just going to throw down a bunch of stuff on your body. Yeah. I grew up on tap water. And when I started filtering my own water, I was joking with you how I never drank water before. Well, once I started filtering my water, I was like, oh my God, this tastes so good. It tastes so real. Delicious. It's like your body remembers what it's supposed to drink. Like, yeah. I, like, I'll be honest, like I was just on a plane and I was, and they offered Dasani water. I'm like, Oh, I will starve before I drink that water yeah. where people are probably think that's crazy, but I'm like, I'm not going to put that junk water in my body. Right. I'll just, I'll just go. because it's bottled does not yeah. mean that it is cleared of contaminants. Yeah. And that's another thing Like people, you need to be really cautious of the type of uh, products you're drinking out of or things you you're storing your food in. If you are a big person that uses plastic, I highly, highly recommend uh, switching to glass. Mm -hmm. uh, plastic leaches so many chemicals and so many hormone disruptors into your, into your water, into your food. Like yeah. you feel like you have a hormone sensitivity or if your hormones are a little bit wacky, uh, look at the food, you're, look at the things you're storing your uh, food and waters in. It's really, really important. Yeah. We use the Pyrex uh, snacker yeah. and love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game changer. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I don't know why I never used glass before. Like, yeah, this is yeah. so much I mean, nicer. It's like a little bit heavier, but yeah it's it's amazing yeah it's not any more space to store it or anything yeah so. yeah it's perfect awesome uh any other any other detox tips that you have for us Haley? uh yeah do you definitely need to look into finding a routine that works for you herb wise um there's a there's types of herbs that you can take long term there's herbs you can take short term so if you have a cold um taking echinacea is great but it's not a long-term herb you should be taking because eventually your body will reduct it but if you mm -hmm. take certain herbs like a really good one that i love is milk thistle um, you can take that long-term and just to help with your liver health and help with detoxification, 
Um, but yeah, looking into some really good detoxifying herbs, like just depending on what your body is craving and a really good one for everyone is pretty much a lip, any liver cleansing herb like burdock, uh, yellow dock, um, milk thistle. Those are really good ones for just cleansing overall. And cause we live, like I said, we live in a world that is highly toxic and yeah. having, your, having a regimen that you can continue to take day by day is just going to help your body feel that much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I do milk thistle personally. And I also do um, dandelion root tea. Yes. Oh yeah. Dandelion. I always forget dandelion. Dandelion is great. <laughs> parsley is great. There's so many things parsley. you can do. Parsley. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that one. That's a new one. Yeah. Parsley is awesome for, if you just want to like heat, like gently heat um, parsley, like parsley leaves, uh-huh. it'll turn your tea like green and it'll taste literally like you're drinking warm celery juice, but it's Ooh. so good for your skin and is so good for like overall health. Yeah, I'm going to try that for sure. <laughs> I've done the celery juice a little bit and I, I like the taste of that. So I feel like yeah. I like the taste of this too. Yeah. So what about birth control? Oh, <laughs> <hormones>. <laughs> so, oh you're touching on my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you just a little background on me. So I was on, I mean, I've been on a lot of forms of birth control. I was on the pill when I was younger. I've been off the pill for at least five or six years. But then um, I, in the last few years, switched to the copper IUD, had that removed just three, four months ago, and it was transformational to have it out, even though it wasn't, there weren't synthetic hormones, right? Still inflammation Uh in the body. Um, But I know a lot of the women listening in in, in my Facebook group, at least, are resonating with this, and they're they're struggling, and and, and they're trying to figure out what's the best thing to do. So let's talk about it in relation to skin health though. How can the synthetic hormones and birth control affect your skin? So first of all, none of you are deficient in synthetic birth control. So you don't need to be taking it. you're You're not deficient in it. Just because your doctor said your hormone levels are off does not mean that you are deficient in synthetic hormones because you're not. Your body is obviously telling you through having wacky hormones that something is wrong something else. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Not necessarily that your hormones are doing anything wrong. Your hormones are doing the best they can by what you've been, what you've been giving them. So mm-hmm. let's say your estrogen dominance, uh, something in your body is giving your body the signal that they need to produce more estrogen. Mm-hmm. You don't, but you you need to be able to pinpoint where the roadblock is and why your body thinks, Oh, I got to hike this up. Like this girl needs some more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really going to mess. So yeah, if your hormones are out of whack and you're taking a synthetic hormone, um, you're going to definitely, you may see results. I'm not saying you won't see results, but the second you want to have children or like, you know, I don't need to be on birth control anymore is the second your body's going to be like, wait a second. You just told me for X amount of years that I didn't know I didn't have to do anything with these hormones. And now you've taken this thing away. So now I have to remember where to put the estrogen, where to put the testosterone, where to put the androgens, where to put the progesterone. I don't remember. So then your body's in this like freak out mode, like, sending you all these different signals, sending you all these different hormones. And you're like, what in the heck is going on? Your body just like almost doesn't shut down, but has like a meltdown. Cause it's like, you've been telling me, you've been giving me mixed signals. Give me what you want me to do kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That can be, it can be a really um, <laughs> harsh thing to detox from as well. Even yeah. after having been on the pill, for example, for 10 years, some people, to be oh, able yeah. to detox from that, it takes a lot of time to then rid even those synthetic hormones from your body so that your body, they, yeah, they stay how to make the estrogen again. <laughs> yeah. Cause your body is so, is, is so dependent when you're taking a synthetic birth control to literally just take a step back and just let your body kind of do, or let this pill do what it's supposed to, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. Your body is super like responsive to things like that. Um, but then, like I said, your body forgets. Mm-hmm. Um, to a point, you won't always forget. You just have to remind it, like, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want it to go. Um, and yeah, some people have no side effects at all. Like, like they won't even notice it. Like I have, I have girlfriends that go on off the birth control and they're like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Nothing's, nothing's changed. Nothing's yeah. ever happened. And then I have other women that I coach. They're like, yeah, I went off my birth control three months and my face is like freaking the, like the hell out. Like, I don't know what happened. Like everything was great. I've never had acne in my life. Well, your body just was like, Hey, what do you want me to do with all these hormones? I kind of don't remember what you want me to do with them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is like sad. 
It is. It's, I was just reflecting to a little bit on your story. And I, I feel like that, that dark place that you were in with your skin almost just prepared you for the work that you do now. Right. Like, Oh yeah. It's prepared you to step into this role to empower other women to heal their skin and to love themselves, even with whatever spots or imperfections they might have on their skin. Um, when you, when you reflect on the people you've worked with and the clients that you've had, what are some of the transformations you've seen and have you kind of peeled back the layer on some of these women's skin to figure out what, what was the root? What was the deeper layer? And I know it's not simple at all, but if you could you know, expand at least on maybe some situations you've seen to just get, give us a better idea. Yeah. So, um, a lot of the women I work with are just like, and this could be just from them from years and years of just not having confidence or whatnot. But a lot of the women I work with have very low self-esteem and very low confidence. Like they know they're beautiful. They know they're gorgeous, but they don't feel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they talk to me, they just light up. Cause they're like, Oh, someone actually relates and someone gets what I'm talking about and under, and I can talk to them openly and cry and be upset and get angry. And I, and I express like, I want them to feel every emotion that they have around their acne. If you don't express your emotions, you're just going to hold it in. And that's where you're having your first problem at. If you're holding in and not, and you're showing resistance, Mm -hmm. the body is having a reaction, an emotional reaction, and it wants you to release it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the women I deal, I talk with, they are holding on to all these emotions because they've been told that they can't feel sad about their skin or they can't have emotions around being perfect or like all these kind of things. And so they hold it on, they hold it on. And then when I give them permission that they are allowed to cry, they are allowed to be frustrated. Mm-hmm. They start to open up and they start to be like, okay, like I get this. Like you can see that their heart is opening. Like they're like, okay, I get this. I can breathe a little bit. Like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. But yeah, a lot of the women I work with are just very um, closed off from the world. And I don't, and there's deeper things in like with all their stories that makes them closed off. But mm-hmm. the more closed off you are, the harder it's going to be for you to break through and actually get that clear skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of emotional blockages that a lot of these women face. And for me personally, I was like always closed off and always like told to be strong, cold to keep it in, like, don't cry kind of thing. And I, that has a lot to do with like my story with acne too. Like, yeah, who, who, like, I mean, I get that acne, some, some for some people, acne isn't physically painful, but it, it is physically painful. If you like look in the mirror and you're like, I don't like the reflection I see. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, for a lot of people that don't have acne, like, I don't know if you ever felt like if you didn't like the reflection looking back at you, that is such a like hard thing to face. Like seeing a reflection that you don't like, or like that is, or that's not a representation of me. Like I'm so much more than that reflection. It's so much harder to get to that point of, of acceptance with yourself. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it is. It's so much deeper. And it like, it is this, it's your whole body. It's not necessarily just your skin. Mm-hmm. Have you ever worked with anyone with melasma before? No, I haven't. Well, I take that back. I had one client that used to get it just around her upper lip, but she would only experience it when she was in the sunlight. And yeah. um, we kind of figured we pinpoint it to be hormones um, mm-hmm. that she had a little bit more um, estrogen dominance and that kind of thing, but she would only really experience it when she was in the sun. So during the winter, she never experienced it, but mm-hmm. during the summer months, uh, she'd always feel like, I have to wear a hat. I have to wear a hat. <laughs> That's me. I wear, I wear sunscreen every single day and I, um, a non-toxic sunscreen. Every yes. Day. Yes. Non-toxic being the key there. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I wear hats, sunglasses, just, I really try to protect my skin for both those dark and light spots. But as I understand it, I mean, I've seen a lot of people about my melasma. Um, it's, you can definitely lighten those, those areas, but it, it may not ever go away. If yeah, for me, it's like spread to most of my face, but, um, it's based on people I've talked to is absolutely hormonal. Um, I remember the first time uh, somebody told me, they're like, Oh, it's your birth control pill. And of course, you know, like it's, it's more, a little deeper than that. that. Yeah. But, um, cause going off the pill then didn't make it disappear. Right. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't, exactly. Yeah. So I, I just, I find it so important to, to protect my skin. And I was also, I didn't include this. I was like that tanning bed girl, you know, 18 to 22 where I just wanted to be tan and, 
I was the same PSA person. to all the women out there. It's not worth it. It's not yeah. worth it. Like vitamin D, natural sunlight, absolutely go for Absorb it. Absorb it. Yeah. Get your, get your vitamin D in, but yeah, mm-hmm. don't sit in a tanning bed. That doesn't do anything good for your skin. I know like a lot of the girls that are probably listening are like, oh, I tan to get rid of my acne. Like, don't do that. It's really going to make you scar. It's going to really mess up the layers of your skin. Don't yeah. do it. I did it in high school. was not worth it. I don't recommend it. Not me either. I will never, never, ever do that again. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about food too. Um, oh, right. <laughs> you know, foods, foods that uh, feed the acne or, or clog up the liver or versus foods that are going to support the liver and help with clear skin. Yeah. So there's a lot. So I know diet is like a kind of a touchy subject for a lot of people. Cause like you hear so yeah. many, like, do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. Um, I'm plant-based. I don't know if what your diet looks like, you know, you're, you have a lot of like grain restrictions and things like that, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't have a label. I'm sort of keto by accident <laughs> because it was like, first it was paleo. I don't do, I don't have, um, any sugar in my diet. Oh, okay. Yes. That's the other grains, yeah. no sugar, no grains, no eggs. I actually just did an episode on this, <laughs> on what I, <laughs> what eat. I eat. Yeah. yeah literally, that's what I, I, titled, I titled it what I eat, but then why? Right. Because uh-huh. you know, I'm not restricting foods for the hell of it. Yeah. Like, Oh no, I like to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I really like to eat. So, um, yeah, my, my diet's a little strange, but it's sort of keto. I do eat, um, grass fed beef, not very much. I eat more bison and lamb okay. and beef, but, um, I was vegetarian for six years. So yeah. I, I ate vegetarian for a really long time and then ended up, I felt like almost I had to reintroduce meat at one point yeah. because I had so many other restrictions in my diet and I've done really well with the meat now. Um, but most of my, my meals are vegetables. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, if the most, like, so most of my meals are definitely obviously in plant-based. I eat a lot of vegetables. Um, mm-hmm. I do limit the grain consumption I have. I don't, certain grains just make me bloated. Like I don't digest them. Like I could eat rice yeah. and my face would be swollen. My belly would be swollen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I have different restrictions and obviously there's no one perfect diet for each person. Like, right. so if you're listening to us right now, like way she eats and the way I eat, it's going to be completely different for you. And it's not going to be perfect for you either. Like everyone is so unique. Um, and through your life, you're going to change because certain things are not going to work for you long-term and they're not, they're going to change. So, um, like I could have ate anything in high school, like literally anything and had obviously had acne, but like, I didn't have digestion problems. I didn't have bloating. I didn't have like, yeah bad breath or anything like it was just like oh you can eat whatever you want you're you're 17 years old like go for it Uh Um, but yeah so food is uh very tricky and obviously you have to be really in tune with your body and that takes time to like get to know yourself again and figure out what foods to eat but Mm -hmm. um plants are a really good place to start like (laughs) if you are open to eating broccoli if you're open to eating green beans opening brussels sprouts like all the greens kale spinach um all the greens, the darker the pigment, the darker the pigmented food, such as like vegetables or fruit, the more antioxidants, the more nutrients it's going to have. So that Mm -hmm. is like, when you are grocery shopping, get the darkest greens, get the darkest reds, like really, really hone in on getting all those nutrients. Like people say, eat the rainbow, but like eat like the richest colors because that is where the nutrients are. That is where all the (laughs) (laughs) get the darkest colored rainbow you can, like the richest colors. Yeah, good. Yeah, I um, I try to eat a lot of cruciferous vegetables, like the yeah. broccoli that you mentioned, but also cauliflower, uh, f- because cruci- cruciferous vegetables help I know, the hard word to say <laughs> uh, help balance hormones and and detox estrogen. So that's yeah. and I'm estrogen dominant as well. Oh, so, okay, cool. Um, that makes sense a little bit with the melasma too, just that. Yeah. Pig- deposits on the skin but um okay so food is gonna be different for everybody eat the darkest rainbow (laughs) (laughs) you can't eat cauliflower you can but like if you're trying to heal something yeah (laughs) the better the the more pigmented the better yeah and so okay so that's what we're putting inside of our body what about topically so i know you said like you know, makeup is a huge source of toxins, chemicals, just yeah, fucking shit, <laughs> like bad stuff. Literally, yeah, literally. So, um, 
as far as like skincare goes topically, obviously we've been talking a lot about the root of why, why is there acne and what we can change internally to help heal. What are some of the things you can support your skin with on the, on the external layer, on that topical layer, either with makeup or, you know, lotions, cleansers, that type of thing? So I, so there's like a couple of brands I really, really like, and obviously everyone is different and you may not like these brands or may have not had a great time with them or whatnot. What works for me and what has worked for a lot of my clients is using um, Osea products, Evan Healy products and a cure products. Those have been super, super clean mm-hmm. to really, really nourish the skin. Um, and those are all topical products. They're not makeup brands. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all different uh, brands for your skin health and they're all different. They're not specifically all for acne. They're for the aging woman, the woman that wants to have beautiful skin, the one that wants hydrated skin. Like there's so many things with it and they're all different price points. So I would say Osea is probably the one that's a little bit higher end. Evan Healy is kind of in the middle. And then a Cure products are like right at the lower end. Mm-hmm. Um, just so like no matter where you are budget wise and you're healing, you can afford to get nourishing good products. Yeah. Um, and it's an investment. You're investing in the, your skin. You're going to have the skin for the rest of your life. Something you want to invest in is probably your skin and your health. Um, yeah. I, I've never tried any of those three actually, but I would be interested. Oh, really? Okay. I've heard of a cure, a cure, right? Yeah. Um, I think I've even seen it on Thrive Market, maybe. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so we'll link to those in the show notes for listeners because those are a little bit of a mouthful. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> just like, take all this. <laughs> so they can see the spelling and they can, yeah. they can go check those products out. So I know you're not a makeup girl, but no. for the um, women that you work with who, who love makeup or find it as a, a way to express themselves, how do you, or what do you recommend for that? So, so like you just said, I'm not a huge makeup person, but I do really, really like 100% pure. Um, they are all plant-based, plant-pigmented um, makeup brand, and I really like their makeups. I haven't been able to find other products, but there are like, so something, so if you are like a big makeup person, you're like, I tried 100% pure, it kind of wasn't for me, I want something a little bit better. Mm-hmm. The app I use is called Think Dirty. Mm-hmm. Like it's a brain. It's a like you literally just use this, scan it, type it in. It tells you exactly what's in it. Tells you if it's clean. Tells you if it's dirty. It's yeah. it's a no brainer. It makes my life easy when I'm shopping for topicals or if I'm t- shopping for lotions. Like just scan the barcode. Oh, it's a seven. I'm gonna put that back. Like <laughs> yeah. it's so much. It's so easy. It makes everything. It makes finding non toxic beauty so much easier. Yeah, I love that. Just to be able to simplify the process. Cool. We'll link yeah. to that too. Is there anything else you want to share with <laughs> listeners today, Haley, uh, or anything you feel like could, could help the woman who's, who really is struggling with this, who might be in the position that you were, uh, you know, back in high school that I was in my early twenties that yeah. literally wants to close a door and never come out. Like, how can we help that woman and speak to her today? First of all, I want you to hug yourself. Um, really, really hug yourself because it gets better. Yeah. It's really hard right now and it's not fun. Um, but it gets better. I've been, I was there for seven years. It's a really dark place. I know exactly where you're at. It gets better. You need to breathe and just really let some stuff go. Mm -hmm. I want you to cry right now. If you are really, really upset, I want you to cry and get it all out. And then I want you to get out of your bed. I want you to go walk outside and go sit in the grass. The more time you spend with yourself and you are actually outside with nature and just really breathing and letting things go, the happier you are going to be. Um, being in your bed may seem like a really safe place and a really happy place at the time, but it's not going to make you better. It's not going to make you feel better. Um, I really encourage you, whether you have acne or you have eczema or psoriasis or anything, do something that's uncomfortable so that you can start getting comfortable again, being outside, being socialized. Um, it's just like, it's really, really important. I wish someone would have told me or dragged me out of my bed (laughs) when I was in this position, like get outside, um, go play with your dogs, go play with your pets, go play with your sister or your brother. Um, it's really important to just, it's not to stop living. Like, yeah, it's a really, really hard place, but don't stop living because you have something on your face. It's so simple, right? But like the, it, that's the beauty of it. Is yeah. It's not hard. Simple. Like we just sometimes have to get out of our own freaking heads. And uh, actually I had a little aha moment when you were just talking. I was like, Oh, so I lived in Chicago for four or five years. And that was my, that was when my skin was the worst. It, it really broke out. And I was in a, a 
you know, high rise city, yeah. lots of cars and pollution, you know, even the lake, even though it's pretty, there's a lot of pollution in the lake. Yeah. And I live in Colorado now. And you since we've been out here, we go outside way more. The weather is way better. <laughs> and my skin has improved. It really has. It's, it's improved. And I, I just am able to kind of like let my skin breathe a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. But Your environment and the way you think is so like, if you look in the mirror and you tell yourself how ugly you are and how awful you look, that is what you are going to get in a reflection. Your body hears everything you tell it. So if you want pretty skin, you need to tell yourself and look yourself dead in the eyes and say, I have beautiful skin. I have glowing skin and mean it because your body is going to hear that and your body is going to be very receptive to that. Yeah. Uh, I love that so much, <laughs> Haley. Thank you so much for, for sharing your story and imparting your knowledge on the listeners <laughs> today. It really, it's so helpful. And I think that it's really powerful to hear other women talk in a vulnerable way about their skin. Cause I think so many of us do close the door and pretend like it's not happening and then just try to cover it up when we go out into public when, you know, it's okay to talk about this stuff. It's okay. Yeah. And you're allowed to keep living your life, even though, <laughs> even though you have imperfect skin, right? Yeah. No one is perfect. I don't know if you've met a perfect person before, but no one is perfect. So <laughs> you can continue to live. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you want to share? No, I, that was it. I really, really enjoyed talking with you. This was so fun. I hope you yeah. all enjoyed it. And yeah, if any of you have any questions or anything, I think she'll link my Instagram and all my social stuff to the bottom. But if yes. any of you have any questions or anything, just talk to me. I'm here to support you 100%. I love talking about skin health and I love helping people Perfect. in any ways I possibly can. I will link to all of your social medias in the show notes, as well as some of the products you mentioned today. How can people actually work with you as well, more specifically? Yeah. So I have an application on my website. They can go to my website and just go to the tab where it says work with me, uh, go through all the fun stuff, see what I have to offer. Um, and if you're interested in it, just click the application form and that'll send it to me and I'll type to you back and see what we can start. And yeah, all that fun stuff. I also have online programs and an ebook and I don't even know what else. A lot of fun stuff that you can find. Go check out <laughs> Haley's website, learn so much more, reach out to her and, and get your healing journey started. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, Haley. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Haley. You can find links in the show notes to the products that we mentioned during the show, as well as Haley's social media accounts. Make sure to follow her and reach out if you are struggling with your own skin health challenges. She's definitely an inspiration. And as you heard today, we've both overcome what seemed like permanent skin issues. So it's possible, Tribe. Don't give up. You can get your confidence back. I hope you loved today's episode. See you next time.